0: the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool
1: she said that every living creature on earth dies alone
0: hey it's bad dogs, hope is a good thing maybe the best of things and no good thing ever
1: dies
0: the more you know who you are and what you want the less i had a rough your day. Yeah. You want
1: an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just
0: don't know what I'm supposed to be.
1: I think you just got to find something you love to do, and then
0: do it for the rest of your life. Conversation
1: anyway. And I was watching an episode of The Expanse, waiting for you to call. I was watching on my laptop, and so as the volume was right for that but not right for Skype, because Skype was, like, five times. Boom, boom, boom. And I had like, the Bose headphones on, so it was just, like, extra clarity of my fear. Anyway. Nice. nice. Which podcast are we doing right now?
0: Um, I don't know. You want to do, like, a big jumble? And we'll just put it out there? Put it on both?
1: Yeah. All right, so this podcast is officially titled blank because we don't say that one show's title ever on the episodes and also <laughs> ryan and spencer make love.
0: <laughs> what? I, well the title of the episode will just be in the mood for love
1: perfect so the other podcast this is is the finale of ryan and, and logan make spencer watch movies except in this case the last uh, episode of the show has been retitled or the show has been retitled to spencer makes logan watch a movie Um, because it's a finale, because we became two people, and that's okay. It's your
0: fault. (laughs) And why is it my fault? You were going to make him watch this movie, so he just quit podcasting.
1: (laughs) Well, we're not friends anymore after that statement. Podcast over. Both shows are done.
0: How's that for a conversation? (laughs) It was pretty boring.
1: (laughs) So, just to set the stage for what we will talk about, because we always have some sort of stage setting in the other show um so the podcast that's ending that this is going to go up in the feed of um was a podcast where logan and his brother ryan made me watch movies from the 80s that i had not seen they were quote unquote classics or like kid classics of the time period i'd never seen they put me through like six or seven movies maybe do we even get that many six movies
0: maybe i don't even know if it might have only been five which is and, ridiculous because we had twenty six. <laughs> I know. So, um, but the goal, the whole idea was,
1: is that if I didn't want to do one, I could veto it, and then I would have to pick. I could pick one of my pretentious favorite movies they've never seen to watch. Um, so, what we're doing for the last episode, because the show's ending, is I'm making Logan watch one of my all-time favorite movies, In the Mood for Love, which he has attempted to watch a lot, apparently completed a watch through of it and so we'll talk about that some and then we'll also just talk about our lives because that's what we do on the other podcast so now you're all caught up and we could do whatever the hell we want to do what are your plans for the weekend logan Ooh.
0: um <laughs> are we gonna start with that and not in the mood for love
1: i just want to mess with you well i think it's
0: which, which is I, a, it's a very good time.
1: <laughs> i plan that um no okay so in the mood for love It's a film by Wong Kar Wai, came out in the year 2000, I believe, 2001. Um, It's different because of international releases, who knows. In the beginning of the century, it came out, widely regarded as a classic of cinema. I love it. I've seen it a bunch of times. I think Logan hated it. Let's find
0: out. Logan, did you hate it? I didn't hate it. Um, this This is horrible. You hated Saint Almost Fire. You're like these people are deplorable. This movie is ridiculous. Like it represents everything that, like, the birth of Trumpism. Yeah, basically. Um, and I, I I was bored. That okay. that's my that's my issue with the film. Like I understand everything that he was trying to say. And I think it's an absolutely gorgeous film that I could fall asleep watching every night. And I know that can be taken terribly, but I kind of mean it both ways. Like, it's very relaxing considering the depressing nature of it all. But I would just overall was just so bored with it. It's
1: pretty funny that two of my very favorite movies are also two of my favorite movies to... Um, sleep to the main menus of their blu-ray releases <laughs> so so i love listening because it's the the main theme as like they're walking usually in slow motion that plays in the main menu of in the mood for love and then i love the main uh main menu for lost in translation because it's also one of those sort of slow like techno tracks from that movie and they just play it over and over again and i can sleep all night long to them Jeez. so
0: i didn't expect to be bored with this film <laughs> But I definitely don't like Lost in Translation. So I'm very sad that your two favorite films or two of your favorite films mm-hmm. are are not films I think I could ever really rewatch again. But I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe I'll just never watch Tremors now just to spite you. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, I don't know how to rebut it's boring. Yeah, if it's boring to you, it's boring to you. Not engaging. Um I get that. I get that. Is it... So you like the movie certified copy though, right?
0: I did. I, I've only seen it once. Uh, and only shortly after it came out. But I did really enjoy it. But like on the flip side of that, um, you... Uh, if I'm remembering right, you also love the before films. Yes. Which I don't really appreciate. I, I actually really... Kind of dug the third one for the like Oh yeah this feels like real life Mm -hmm. Um, But the first two Had I watched them at the age Of Like when they came out Had I watched them when they came out At whatever age I was I think I probably would have been like Yes like this is This is what it's all about Like this is uh, You know what You know love is or whatever And I watched When I watched them I was very much in my thirties somewhere, uh, mid to late thirties. And the first two, I was just like, these people are stupid. This is, you should watch them now with your new wave of life. And I bet you'll love them. Um, I, it just, you know, I, I didn't find them boring, but, but yeah, I certified copy has, I I don't has something about it. Like their conversations, like really struck me the right way mm-hmm. um and this film's like almost a not the reverse or opposite, but there's conversation here, but they're never saying what they're actually saying, yeah,
1: no, I know I think I think in the mood for love is that, but with visuals, okay. And I don't know, That's and I think that's part of why I like it. I love the music. I love the, the lead actors. Um, I love the mood, if you will. The tone, really, is probably the better word for it. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I just love it. I love everything about how it makes me feel. I love, I love the smoky rooms, the ramen little spots down the stairway, um, the crazy. Like, I love the idea of moving into a house excuse me, to a room in an apartment, and that becomes the place that my whole life takes place in with, like, my spouse. Like, renting, like, because, like, the couples, they move in they're next-door neighbors, but what they are is actually subletting a room inside of next-door neighbors' apartments in a giant, not a giant, but in a big building full of, like, a tenement building. Um, and it's amazing, like, I love all of like So I love, like, the uh, the ecosystem of life that you get to hang out in of these it's so foreign to us and 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 me at least. I think maybe more for you because the way like your family's closer and has spent time like they'll live together and close by each other and my family's not like that at all. And so the idea that these people are like cohabitating so closely, it's so like I'm so enthralled by every, like the Mahjong games and the cooking and like oh she got a rice there's there's this whole scene where um, uh, Maggie Chung's uh, got a rice cooker and like her husband got it on business and everybody's obsessed with like the rice cooker and they want to get a rice cooker and I get because of the time that the movie set back um, uh, more closer to World War Two time um, that that's, that's a huge deal it's this technological advance and like you don't have to make the rice from you know by hand every, every day but the funny thing that I always obsess over in that scene is like where the hell is Maggie Chung cooking rice? Like, how does she have a rice cooker that is not a communal rice cooker? And the fact that her ecosystem is so alive within that big ecosystem that she's cooking rice in her damn room is just so (laughs) crazy to me. And, like, I like all these little things, I just love to watch. There's, like, the one friend who can't stop going with, like, I think he's gambling and going to whores and, like, borrowing money so he can pay the horse back so he can get more horrors on credit but he's just sort of like a, he's just a guy who's just part of this guy's life and I just love all of these people feel so real and I love just watching their lives unfold in beautiful Technicolor with beautiful music playing behind it
0: So I, I don't want to keep comparing it to St. Elmo's Fire but you made that comparison on a podcast at some point saying that this would be to me what St. Elmo's Fire was to you I I still don't agree with that because I didn't hate the film, but the one thing that like I really really love about Saint Amos Fire is the fact that when you're like dropped into that story, these people don't feel like they just like they feel like they walked in from somewhere. Like they have actual lives. Like there's things that happen in the movie. There's uh jokes that they make that they laugh at that you have no idea what they are like why is that funny you don't know because you're not part of their life and it's like this window into all of that and i absolutely see that in this movie
1: yeah yeah i can i can see what you're talking about i um, and i think that i I think maybe what's so? Did you connect with the characters at all, and in the mood for love, or are you
0: just bored? No, I was just bored. I don't. I don't think there was any person whose story I was interested in at all. Really, um, I, I, probably doesn't help that I kind. You had already kind of laid out the plot for me at some point, and so I I knew where it was going. I had already inadvertently seen pretty much the entire like last few minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of knew not that that's really an ending, um, but I kind of knew where it was going. So I, I just nothing like pulled me in despite like, like I said, it being like, oh, hey, here now you're you're watching these people live their lives like with no context for a lot of what is going on. Mhm. But none of it grabbed me. <laughs> no, that's fair.
1: And I think that's the thing is like you just you would have to find like just like I did not with Saint Almos fire, you would have to be able to feel attachment to the people on screen, I think to go along with those things you don't get cuz I, I I understood the basic plot of the movie the first time I saw it. But every time I watch it, I feel like I understand different layers of different things um, and little moments that make more sense every time I watch it. So every time I watch it, I feel like it's not like um, – I mean, I love Star Wars. I would consider it in those, like, top five movies for me. But every time I watch Star Wars A New Hope, it is like revisiting a favorite restaurant and getting your favorite meal, you know? Yeah. And whereas – Going to going back to in the mood for love for me is like going back to my favorite restaurant, but promising myself I'll order something different every time. And and so um, and and so I'm always discovering new aspects of this film that I really enjoy um, because I'm like, wow, I can't believe I never noticed X or Y. And um, and so it's just I don't know, man, I just I love it. And I connect with it, and I'm interested in all the things these people are doing in the world that they're living in. And their wallpaper, and their curtains, and their clothes, and the cigarette smoke. And it's all of it. I'm, like, all about all of it. Um, I get it. Have you ever seen any of um, Blonde Carwise other movies? Uh,
0: possibly I would have to to look at his, uh, his yeah. list. Did you ever see the wonderful My Blueberry Nights? That, uh, I own it on DVD, and I've never watched it, but it has Eddie uh, Izzard in it. It's got, like, a ton of people in it. It's not I, a good movie at all. <laughs> I, I I actually saw The Grandmaster in theaters. Okay. I completely forgot that was him, so... It's definitely different than most
1: of it. He so he's got The Grandmaster and this movie called Ashes of Time, which is more of like a... Um, uh, Crouching Tiger kind of time period movie, um, and it's 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 a feat, but Grandmaster's Grandmaster did stand out from his other movies. Um, his you know, Chun King Express was a movie he did in '94 that Tarantino latched onto. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember seeing that at the blockbuster all the time with the Quentin Tarantino presents, and I in fact I think Ryan had a copy on VHS. Simply because it said Quentin Tarantino presents, but obviously he never watched it. So, <laughs> so, so okay, so <clears throat> funny. But, uh, similar for me. I
1: first saw anything from Juan Car Why because Quentin Tarantino presented it, um, and I bought the DVD, and I have, I still have my DVD that's got on the on the actual disc itself. It has the Quentin Tarantino presents like sticker that's really like done in 1999 Photoshop. It's yeah. really, it's really funny. It's like a cursive font. I believe that's my memory of it. I haven't seen it in a while, um, but I bought it um, because of that. Honestly thinking it was going to be like an Asian crime movie because I've like, like a, like a gangster movie um, because I'd seen some gangster movies. Cause there's a couple that inspired reservoir dogs. And so I'd seen those movies and like, I was like, yeah, this will be cool. And instead it's like, if a gangster movie was through the lens of something like In the Mood for Love. So it's got that tone and mood and feeling. And there's a little bit of a crime element, but not really. <laughs> and um, and so it's it's very different. But that's was sort of the launching pad for me and Wong kar And I didn't see In the Mood for Love until after I saw uh, this movie called 2046, which is sort of like a spiritual follow-up. It's like the characters from In the Mood for Love are set in the future but not really. And it's kind of what happens to them after In the Mood for Love. It makes very little sense if you haven't seen In the Mood for Love. And I had not, but I was captivated. I saw it at the um, the uh, screening room at the Peachtree 8. Um, would have been on, on 35 millimeter at the time, uh, which is kind of fun to think about for me. And anyway, and so, but then because of those two movies, because of Quentin Tarantino presenting it, and then that director having something at the screening room, I found In the Mood for Love, in the foreign movie section, and I don't remember the first time I watched it. Um, I just feel like it's always been a part of my cinematic life since sometime in late high school. I just don't remember when I first watched it. Just one of those things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have movies like that, I'm sure. I, I mean, honestly, Star Wars is like that for me. I think at one point there was a discussion on Film Dispenser. You put out, like, hey, Uh, write up a thing on your favorite uh, sci-fi movies or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I wrote up a thing on Alien. You're like, not Star Wars? I was like, yeah. I mean, but Star Wars just is Star Wars. (laughs) So, like, it's just always been there. Mm -hmm. You know, Alien was a movie that, like, I discovered. You know, not that I discovered it, but that was a discovery for me. Like, Star Wars was just, like, that's like something my dad gave me. I was like, "Oh, wait, yeah, this is awesome." <laughs> mm-hmm. Like baseball or football or, you know, whatever. So So
1: it's 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 weird how these things kind of float in from other influences and become huge parts of our life without um without anybody selling us on it. Like no cuz like I feel like we watch trailers or see articles and it's like this is the biggest epic you've been waiting 20 years for. This is going to mean the most to you, right? Like they're trying to tell you it's going to be the monumental, whether it be like something like Endgame or um, I don't know, maybe the most recent Lion King, the Lion King remake, because people have made uh-huh. a huge deal of that. What was that? <laughs> <Just> like, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but, but like the, the advertising is what I mean. Right, like, right. Like you're being spoon fed the feeling that a movie like Alien gives you or this one gives me that was sort of they, they in the mood for love came into my life by almost like life osmosis you know and and so it's but now it's more important to me than anything that anyone yells at me in advertising like they said this is the most important no it's not it's not it's not how it works and so it is kind of fun to think about how life actually really develops these important things and it's not like no company can tell you that it is and and it's just it's weird to watch i watch advertisements for stuff and i'm like i know that you're saying this is the most important thing ever but as much fun as endgame was i mean it's not near my like favorite movies of all time in any way it doesn't mean that much to me Um, i don't
0: know that it would make even a top 25 list maybe a top 50 list but i don't even i don't know um, I'd rank tough. I'd
1: rank I'd rank Ragnarok higher than it for me personally, but that is because not only does it make me laugh every time I watch it, which is very rare for me in any movie, um, but I came into Taika Waititi years before this, and his sensibilities, and there's little character actors he uses that show up in Thor Ragnarok that give me an extra boost of like excitement. Taika is now set for life because of this. And that makes me happy. Um, they figured out a series that I like. There's so much more personal stuff about why I like Ragnarok um, the most. And like they, could, they didn't plan that to happen. No, Marvel couldn't get and didn't guess that this was going to be a lot of people's new favorite Marvel movie outside of the big stuff. But for me, I don't even have that caveat. It's just like, that's just my favorite. But that's just the osmosis of life. And no matter what you try to pitch, You can't force somebody into that epic feeling, but it is nice when you discover it like an alien or in the mood for love or or something that's not thrust upon you as important. You just find
0: a way that it is important to you. That's really cool. Well, and it's this whole, I mean, I I hate this. I'm going to sound like a pretentious ass. So anybody that you ask their favorite movie and it's a movie like in game or something like that like it just always makes me scratch my head like a lot of people will say shawshank and i say shawshank mm-hmm. and this is the the hipster in me um like i i was on like this is the greatest film of all time before imdb was just like oh it's ranked the greatest film of all time like I predate all of that. So that's my hipster me. And then Jurassic Park means something to me that maybe it doesn't mean to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of a discovery of like, oh, shit, movies can do this. (laughs) Um, And but like everything, Donnie Darko, The Brothers Bloom and Almost Famous. Those are not big films. (laughs) Two of those films barely got a theatrical release. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it, it's it's always better to find something on your own rather than, and it'll always mean more, you know. It just will.
1: No, you're right. I remember Donnie Darko. I saw Donnie Darko because Entertainment Weekly did a big article about the cult of Donnie Darko, and I was, and I had been hearing the name, but I'm one of those people who I always had a reputation for liking movies a lot. And as kids slash teenagers will do um, if they find something you haven't seen, that isn't an opportunity to share. That's an opportunity to shame. And it's like, oh, you haven't seen this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you just have you think that way about me because people ask me if I've seen stuff and the answers. Typically, yes. At that point in my life now, it's so much different. It's kind of nice being older because everyone's grown so much and has seen so many different things, you know. But Twitter's a little different. That doesn't exist. It's more like high school on Twitter. But, um, but like in person, it was tough. And so Donnie Darko would come up, and I had not seen it. I'd also not like seen it at the store. Like I, had, I, didn't, know, I didn't even know what I was looking for. But I would never ask, what is it? Because I didn't want to face that conversation of, oh, I've seen something you haven't seen. Because it always just really it got under my skin, the superiority of that. And so I never asked. And so I knew it existed. I knew people talked about it and liked it, but I didn't know what it was. And then this article comes out and I'm like, I got a picture of the bunny in my head. I see Jake Gyllenhaal sort of like get the, with that, the mirror. And I'm like, okay, I got to see whatever this weirdness is. There's some, something to do with the world ending. I don't know. I could the, I, the article was vague enough to make it. And plus that movie's confusing enough to be hard to explain anyway. Um, and so that made me then want to truly seek out Donnie Darko um, and finally see it and I think that's some of the most rewarding movie watching is that kind of stuff and it's hard it doesn't exist as much anymore especially in like easy to find mainstream movies it's more like for me especially it's some sort of foreign film that I stumble upon that it's harder to get here and now is available for streaming for the first time or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, cool, new experience. Um, but it's not it's not as often on the American side anymore that I'm surprised or can kind of generally find something by osmosis of liking some
0: one little element that draws me into another. Oh, That's that, that actually exactly why I picked up Donnie Darko and rented it. I I'm, I can't tell you the day and the time or whatever, but there's there used to be a, not just Blockbuster, but there used to be this place called Movie Gallery. And oh yeah, that's where you would have gone because that's much closer. Movie Gallery uh, would have would uh, have like it was like five nights for like if you rent it during the week, you got like five nights for five dollars or some crap like that. Yeah, and or no, it was like five movies, five nights for twenty bucks or something like that. So I would go in every Monday and get five films, and when you do that, you tend to eventually run out of films. So, um, I I would get a couple of old films and then uh, some stuff off the new releases, and I. I knew Drew Barrymore had a production company. I was in love with Drew Barrymore. Um, I knew she had a production company, Flower Films. And so I saw the box and I picked it up and her, I believe her name is on the, in the uh, whatever credits on the front of the box. And I was like, Oh, Drew Barrymore. And I flipped it over. I was like, Oh, this is like her production company. Like I'm definitely renting this. So the job I worked at at the time was an office job that didn't really require me to do a lot except sit around and wait for people to come in. Um, it was, I say office, but it was like retail and office. Um, so I would do stuff on the computer, like work, paperwork, whatever. And then I had a portable DVD player and I just brought that in and I would just watch movies. Mm -hmm. And so I watched Donnie Darko and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Or what I had just watched. So I watched it again. And then I went home that night and watched it again. And I went back to work every day. Every day. The next day. And then started telling people about it. Because I worked with like five or six other people. And loaned them the movie. Since I didn't have to have it back for three days. And then so it became this like. What the hell does this movie mean? So when I returned it, I immediately then bought a copy (laughs) and proceeded to watch it like, I don't know, 15 times over the next month. And then everybody that I thought would have any remote interest in it, I would say, have you ever heard of this movie? Here, watch it and then call me when you're done so we can talk about it. And that was like three or four months straight of just me like. (laughs) Trying to get other people to watch this So that we could talk about it Because I'm like, this is something And I still can't figure it out Like, I know it all means something And Like, every time I watch it I still don't know That I understand all I don't even know that he understands all of it So Yeah, anyway, this shouldn't have become about Donnie Darko, but
1: no, no, no. It's good. It's good. This is good. It's about movies. It's not about Donnie Darko. Um, so I had the Wikipedia up. I was looking at it. Um, and one of the things I saw is that three years after In the Mood for Love came out, Sophia Coppola credited In the Mood for Love as her largest inspiration for Lost in Translation. I get that. Uh, and so now when she and it sounds like it was uh, around academy award season that she said this and so now i wonder if um and and she actually thanked Wong kar wai in her oscar acceptance speech and so i now i'm sort of wondering if in the if lost in translation didn't in some way fold me back to in the mood for love um and bring me to it i have no i just don't i do not remember if i was and there was a point where i was just going through the shelves alphabetically at Blockbuster, watching everything on the shelves, and so I may have just been going to the foreign stuff and and picked it up. It could be as simple and and unexciting as that, but it could be that during Lost in Translation time, because I was reading all the articles and you know was listening to all the interviews, and of course I watched the Academy Awards, and I wonder now if maybe that movie um, turned me on to this movie, which would make sense, and that would be pretty funny if they're pretty much two of my very favorite movies of all time
0: it it would be i mean it's cool either way but it's it's almost a more interesting story if they're connected and connected through you without you ever having connected the two of them like found one because of the other Yeah. yeah um
1: but yeah so i'm sorry that it was boring but Payback's a bitch, and I hated St. Elmo's Fire. So, but I
0: get it, and I get why people love it. Like I understand that. It just no, so I... I I think the biggest thing about at least appreciating a movie or being interested or not bored by a movie is like we you asked me how did I connect with any of the characters or did I was I interested in any of them and to me maybe I'm wrong but the two things that always make me interested in a character. Well, I guess there's three um, because there's things like, Oh wait, she's very pretty. (laughs) Like Vanessa Kirby. (laughs) Like, Oh no, now I'm interested in this movie. (laughs) Um, But that makes me a terrible person. So (laughs) Um, uh, yeah. Um, But like, do I see me in them or see some of them in me? Or is this a person that, like, I would want to be? And that noise you hear is the dog on the couch, if you hear it. Sounds like here yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but, like, Star Wars, there's not really any character in Star Wars that I look at and go, oh, yeah, that's, like, kind of like me. Maybe a little bit of Luke Skywalker, I guess, with the whole, like, I don't want to be stuck here forever, man. Um... But most of it is just like, oh, I, I wish I was like that. I who's got I was the like most? That?
1: Who's got the most BDE? That's who you are from Star Wars.
0: What is BDE?
1: Big Dick Energy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's because you're a
0: player now. That's what, what they call players. That's what they call players.
1: That's horrible.
0: That's what they call them. <laughs> that is awful, and I can't believe that's recorded on a podcast. <laughs> oh it's good it's good
1: it's all falling apart we're just burning it down it's the last episode (laughs) oh i couldn't i'm so glad that i did that um oh no
0: (laughs) so anyway um i was trying to make a really nice point and you just like blew it up (laughs) with your perverted nonsense (laughs) That
1: wasn't perverted. That was that was of the times comedy. That's all that
0: was. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm so amused with myself right now.
0: I, it, it sounds like it.
1: <laughs> oh man, getting it together.
0: Continue if you'd like. <laughs> I, I'm 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 off the rails. I I don't know where to go from there. None of that is true. <laughs>
1: That would be Qui-Gon, you'd be like Qui-Gon He's kind of like that
0: If I had to pick A Jedi to be like that, Well I mean I guess they all End up dead but um, <laughs> Qui-Gon would probably Be it but I don't want to go out like that
1: But technically
0: He, he mastered the force ghosting So
1: he's, he's not fully dead
0: Uh, Yeah I guess that's true
1: He literally lives on in spirit
0: You think force ghosts get a lot of action
1: I mean, <laughs> if they don't, they're spying on the like people. They're like they can go anywhere they want to.
0: Uh yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs>
1: Just they. Oh yeah, now I'm pervy. You actually do it. <laughs> I make a joke and then you're like, uh huh, yeah, I do that. Sounds good. Ticket for one. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I'm reading Master and Commander. Not Master and Commander. That's the damn boat movie. Um, Master and Apprentice the movie where it's about Qui-Gon and um, Obi-Wan uh, years before episode one. Right. And it's pretty. it's pretty good. Like, I'm only, like, 50 pages in, but it's pretty good.
0: Um, I brought your Ahsoka book back. Thanks. You can hit Nymeria with it if you'd like. <laughs> mm, I, I think I may have damaged the cover, so I might owe you a new one. Nah, don't worry about it. I just want the spine on my bookshelf. So
1: we're good. Okay. Okay. Um, So anyway, so, okay. Well, I made you watch this movie. At least you've now seen it, so you can be like, you people are
0: pretentious and boring every time people bring it up, and you win. No, I don't win. I wish there was something I really enjoyed about it. Do you like the music? It is is one of the most relaxing films I've ever watched.
1: (laughs) So I'm now, like, in this conversation, I have this theory that two of my favorite movies of all time are some of the most relaxing movies I've ever watched. And I saw them both at times when I was a highly anxious, not that I'm really not that anxious these days, but I have a little bit more control and a little less negative interference with my day to day life. Um, but when I was a really um, troubled, freaked out, anxious person who was probably having panic attacks on a regular basis and didn't realize it. Um, and I wonder now if the reason I responded so heavily to both Lost in Translation and In the Mood for Love is they are both incredibly relaxing movies. Um, It's funny that my least favorite scene in Lost in Translation is actually the scene where they go to the strip club because the strip club scene is so loud. And it's just like, ugh, like, come on, let's get back to the quiet stuff. Um, Although there is some humor in that scene. It's like, it's just, if I had to have a least favorite scene, that would be it. And I wonder if both of those movies Spoke to me as an anxious person Because they quieted my mind I could see that back in the day
0: I think my least favorite scene Are any of the ones with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson uh, <laughs> Okay You deserved that
1: uh, No I didn't
0: <laughs> B.D.E. <laughs>
1: That's a common internet phrase, and it's very funny.
0: I don't like it.
1: <laughs> so, like, Ben Affleck as Batman has BDE, okay? Michael Keaton as Batman, not so much. That's kind of the thing. That's the, that's the thing on the internet. You should search it on Twitter. It's a stereotype. I'm I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's not a porn thing. It's a, like a popular culture thing.
0: I, I get it, but I'm still not gonna do it. I know, but
1: you're, you're the way you talk about your your neglecting to do it sounds like you're disgusting, I'm not doing it, but it's comedy, it's funny.
0: Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Fine. Prude. Do you wanna explain the statement? <laughs> what statement? B D E. Why you mean, said that? Explain. I don't I don't think oh. have we oh. really discussed Do I want to
1: talk about you. Do I want to talk about you?
0: No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Your sure. life. Sure. No. <laughs> what did you mean? It's just it, for anybody who doesn't know, it probably sounds out of nowhere. Why am I, I, I a don't... player now? <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not literally a player. I think you. I think everything I'm saying, you're taking at a more literal level than I'm meaning it. So the humor is translating into naughtiness, and it's that's not what I mean. It's just funny. It's because um, I
0: have anxiety about all of this.
1: <laughs> well, chill the shit out. Go watch In the Mood for Love and relax. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Logan, you're talking to you're talking to ladies, and it's cool. That's it. That's as simple as that, and I'm poking a little fun at the fact that you're talking to some ladies. That's that's basically it. That's the whole thing, right?
0: Yeah, they're driving me insane.
1: Well, yeah, sure, but see, that's why what I said is funny, because you're just talking to some ladies.
0: Uh, well, Plural. More and than one, more, more by the way. Going to strangers' houses.
1: I wasn't going to say it. That's you. That is your fault. I didn't, t- I didn't bring it up. <laughs> so, are you actually going to go back?
0: Um, so, so you have
1: to go back, Jack.
0: I thought that Pulp Fiction was Sunday, and it's Saturday. So there's a showing of Pulp Fiction in Chattanooga Saturday, and I had made plans with one of them, along <laughs> with some <laughs> other people, to go see Pulp Fiction on what I thought was Sunday. Uh huh. And it's not; it's Saturday. And so, I also told another one that I might would go spend the weekend with them.
1: See, look, there are ways to phrase this that are better for you and you're not choosing them. <laughs> and it's great. It's basically <laughs> making my jokes look more accurate in a dirty way than accurate in a funny way.
0: Um, yeah, so, I guess. Do you have now a Sophie's Choice of Your Loins? Um, I mean, not really. <laughs> I don't know that either one of those things are gonna involve that part of me at all. <laughs> so
1: that's uh, look probably not the movie with other people because you'll be in public and that's illegal. <laughs> but the weekend away, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm,
0: but I know me. <laughs> so. Oh
1: man. I'm so curious. Nope. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I don't want to step over any lines. My, jo- not, my joke did.
0: Okay. So, n- nobody's been named. So, uh, it, it's not like I don't talk about everything else. So, yeah, so, except work. I'm not, I don't, well, I'll talk about work, just not specifics. So That's <laughs> true.
1: So, we'll call it In Town, which is the movie, and Out of Town, which is the visit for the weekend in town right. out of town that's easy that's that's okay so now you're not sure what you're gonna do is that where you're at now do you go visit someone for the weekend or do you stay here for a platonic movie date with people
0: um yeah those, those are your two options
1: yeah Did, when you hear them said that way do you do you know what your better option is
0: i mean it depends on what i'm trying to get out of Either one of those situations.
1: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because even if you're not trying to, okay, look, I'm putting on the table. There's a table in front of me, putting it on it. Even if you're not trying to get laid, right? Putting it on the table. If you're not trying to get laid, if you go to the weekend with some, go to spend a weekend with someone who wants to spend time with you specifically for a weekend alone. That means you're having a better connection with a person than going to one movie and potentially coworkers. I'm assuming. Yes. With with the in-town person and coworkers, in which you are not the priority and therefore you cannot give your attention and be received in that way, the better option is obvious. Because you've been to her house one time, so you know you won't get murdered, most likely. Probably not. The murder's off the table, the not needing to get laid is on the table, and the option is clear.
0: (laughs) You say that, but it does not feel clear in my head what what
1: makes the potential of a thing you would like to be a date, this movie, but by actually being a platonic friend trip to the movies, what makes that more
0: um, more appealing for this weekend? The person. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I guess. Are you going to be
1: mad if you pine for this person and the other one goes away and this person never happens? Mad? No. Are you going to have some emotion that's not happy? Sorry, <laughs> I said mad.
0: I mean, you're, I feel sometimes. like most of my existence is an emotion that isn't happy.
1: <laughs> sometimes I feel like when I talk to you about stuff like this, you're like my high school girlfriend that yeah. I didn't have. But that's like, you're the one I'm making up time on.
0: I mean, I'm sure we've discussed this, that it is well-established in life and on this podcast that I'm actually a 14-year-old girl. So... Well... Stop it. (laughs) Does that work? Uh, Not really. Yeah, it wouldn't work back then either. Yeah. (sighs) I I mean, I I get what you're saying, but... You're talking about the chance to spend a little bit of time with somebody I care uh, a, a lot about. Whether anything else comes out of it, it won't. I know it won't. Or spending a lot of time with somebody I barely know and am not certain that it's anything other than, like, oh, hey, this is fun.
1: When's the last time you had fun, though? <laughs> <laughs> How like long have we known each other? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not... And that's not... I'm not being, like... That's not an innuendo. Like, I'm not making a joke. Um, like, I like, I mean...
0: I, no, I, I didn't even take it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so...
1: Cool. Good. Just as soon as I said, it, I was like, well, that sounds like I meant sex. That's not what I meant. Um, but like, I I don't know, man. I think you deserve to have a little fun. I think it would be fun. I think you'd have a good time. And if you didn't, you just get in your car and you leave. And you would. You're actually the person who would do that. You're the one friend that could recommend this course of action to. Because I know you would be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to stay. And you'd leave. Mm. And a lot of people won't do that. And then I'd have to like, you can't advise people to chase their bliss because they won't escape their bliss if they need to. And you would. And that's good. That's like a rare thing about you. Katie actually called it the other day and said, I think the reason you and Logan have remained good friends and despite annoying, like you probably annoying him with the dogs and blah, blah, blah. Like the reason we've never had like a true falling out along the way is because we are weirdly honest with one another And accepting of that honesty, therefore, we always know where we stand. And it's the people we really blow up at and have frustrations with are the people we don't know where we stand with because they're so like vague and bullshitty and drama-y about how they want to deal with everything in their lives, which is most people. And we're actually not the normal ones, but either way, we connect as friends because it's straightforward and honest. And so the point of all that is to say, like, you, I know, would take care of you if this weekend trip went poorly. You would get out, and you might be disappointed, but you'd be okay. But if it went well and it was a nice, you know, two days or two nights and a couple of days, like, that would be a lot of fun. And you deserve to have fun. You've fucked cancer twice and, like, moved and changed your whole life, and you've done all these things. And I get that being strung along by a girl you have feelings for, or a woman you have feelings for, excuse me, is like a, honestly, in a weird, dark way, kind of a fun part of life. Um, but it's also really hurtful. But you can also still be drugged along by her and have this weekend. You just miss this one movie. And, and so that's where I kind of go, like, factually, I look at it and go, yeah, miss the movie, have the weekend, and then continue on with this game of cat and mouse, wherein she is the cat pawing you around like a little mouse who's out of control.
0: Yeah, I, and you're not the only one that said that. Um, so several other people have told me, "Like, well, then why are you doing this?" I was like, I, "I don't know. I really care about her." So it's hard to not. I'm I'm that person, romantic relationship or not. Um, like, if I re- really genuinely care about somebody, I'm just not. Not gonna not want to spend time with them, so um, like in a non-romantic kind of same way I am with you, I guess, like even if I was like like straight up, my day at work sucked, and all I wanted to do was come home, like take a handful of Advil and lay the fuck down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you texted me And were like hey we still good I was like yeah we're still good I was like man I'm so tired But
1: I want to watch the damn Expanse I could be watching the Expanse right now Are you fucking kidding me
0: On the I'm flip kidding. side of that just it, kidding. It always helps me Yeah Like in the moment I'm just like I should just tell them no I'm exhausted I have a headache today sucked But I know me. I would come back to your house because I'm watching your dogs. We didn't talk about that. Um, That's because Nymeria introduced herself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's still here. Um, (laughs) I would come back here. I would take something from my headache. And then I would start watching whatever TV shows I'm trying to catch up on. And I would still be up to midnight. I wouldn't go to bed early. And then I'd probably just still be in a bit of a mood. Like, so no, you said you wanted to do this. You do want to do this. It's actually going to make you feel better. So you're going to do it. So, but like with her, it's kind of the opposite of that. (laughs) In that, like, I want to do it. It's probably not going to make me feel better. It's probably going to make me feel worse. (laughs) But I will get to see somebody I care about for a short amount of time and spend time with them. But instead of ending the conversation or whatever and, you know, being like, well, that was good. I feel so much better. Generally, I'll leave the situation going like, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much worse than I did before. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous being me. There should be a movie about my life.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree. So just um, follow
0: me around with cameras. you like, look at this fool. <laughs> He's so stupid.
1: Um. So, did you get invited for the weekend away, or did you talk yourself into the weekend away?
0: Um. So, uh, I kind of stayed at her house last weekend, but it was. Only for a short amount of time Because it was like 1am when I got there So mm-hmm. And then I left at like 6.30 So Did you sleep? A little bit Okay um, Didn't we talk
1: about this? I'm just getting, setting the stage, go Oh ahead. okay,
0: sorry <laughs> Um And
1: I don't think I knew you showed up at 1 or I, I did forget that, I
0: thought you'd had more of an evening Uh, no Um <laughs> I, I don't remember I'm pretty sure I told you what I did that led yeah, the to the Starbucks like, thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um <laughs> sometimes it works out. Uh, so, yeah, I I left and sometimes Sunday got a text of like um let me know when you're gonna cuz she lives in between here and Columbus. Um almost exactly in between here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And let me know when you're coming back down, maybe whatever we can see each other, go to dinner or something. And I was like, well, I might come back down next weekend. I don't know. Cause I have the whole car down there that I'm trying to get up here that I can't ever seem to work the logistics out, but whatever. Um, and that eventually just turned into this conversation of, well, you should just come here for the weekend. I don't have my kids.
1: I mean dang, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I've said my piece I you've not altered my opinion of the situation.
0: Does the fact that I do not know this person's last name alter
1: anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's mysterious and romantic. I don't know, man, it's just it's the modern world. Did she? Did she see murdery? Um, no. That didn't seem very convincing. Now let's let's dial that back a little bit. What do you mean?
0: Mm, no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> was there I a mean, question mark at the end of that? <laughs> no, it was just like no, maybe a little on edge. <laughs> so, but not like I'm gonna burn you alive on edge.
1: Wasn't well, that like the culture, like the the difference of like she's from a different region, which is known for being a little more intense. Yeah. And you're think, not, so I
0: think it's just very brash. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> so <laughs> which, I'm honest, she, but I don't really brash.
1: <laughs> dude, she wants to be in a relationship where she can tell the man where they're eating for lunch. This is what you need. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a joke that nobody gets.
1: You can't decide on where to eat for lunch to save our fucking lives. That's the joke. And she will tell you where. And it will be amazing. I want to
0: see it happen. Marry her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Can we pause and I call you back? They're
1: trying to FaceTime me with Ezra. I haven't talked to him today. Yeah, sure. Cool. I'll call you right back in just a second. All
0: right. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey,
1: Ezra! Mm. But now, uh anyway, there's
0: this really cute moment before I stop recording that I will take out. <laughs> but did you, you hear you, them? It, I couldn't. I could hear a little bit of Ezra, but it's you, so excited, going, "Hey, buddy!" and it was adorable. <laughs> Aww. But I'll check nice. it out if you want me to.
1: No, you can leave it in, I'm fine with that. I think people sometimes don't think I have joy in my heart, so that's good. You can, <laughs> you can leave it into it to to, um, to help people um, believe that I have some happiness.
0: Uh, you do. You, uh, you always seem relatively happy to me. So, but maybe that's you're just like very pragmatic. So
1: um yeah i think you're right about that plus you see me a lot lately you've been seeing me a lot around family time right um so i think that's part of it too and ezra being around ezra is always such a joy um
0: i'm so glad he doesn't hate me anymore
1: never hated you he was a (laughs) funky little
0: kid he's like just a guy that doesn't want my dad to see me (laughs) what
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you. I, yeah, no, I, I figured. Okay.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: but he's, you know, they're in Texas, and Patrick has that $800 Millennium Falcon Lego, you know? Yeah. So I got pictures. I'm going to send one to you because I, I don't think she's posted these anywhere. Um, has she posted any pictures of Ezra that you've seen with the Millennium Falcon? No, not that I've seen. Okay. I'm going to send you what it looks like with um, having – Ezra, visit your house when you own a Millennium Falcon.
0: Let's see. Ooh,
1: I don't know what's going on with my phone. I'm not good enough for technology. All right, here's the before picture. i coming. It's just so good. And I know this isn't good podcasting, but when do we care about that, Right.
0: Yeah, it it's called what it's called for a reason. Or at least I guess the latter half of this show. <laughs> so there's the first one. Here comes the
1: second one. So the first one is low, or is Ezra in the living room floor of Patrick and Mackenzie's house? You can see them on their cell phones. That's like the um, the animals in their habitat. And then the second picture is after Ezra's been playing with it for approximately 10 minutes. And it's just its amazing, and it's incoming now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Patrick, to his credit, he brought it out knowing that it was probably going to go this way um and was it was not in any way moody or weird about it at all like you can see the fact that patrick has him playing with it and he's like got his phone out but he's still watching ezra but he's not worried about it and so like he very much just let ezra do his thing but ezra dismantled i think it's like the most expensive lego set in existence at the moment something it's got some record whether it's pieces or um costs for what you can buy from lego it's huge. It's it's the size of Ezra, this, this Millennium Falcon, and he's dismantled approximately 45% of it within about 10 minutes.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, uh, so anyway, um, so what we were talking about is what you're going to do this weekend in your existential crisis of your heart.
0: Correct? I mean, it's not an existential crisis of my heart. I know where m- my heart is. So it's just, do you listen to it, or do you just tell it to shut the fuck up? Because this is why you are, you know, always so damn depressed and lonely. <laughs> so.
1: I think that I don't know. I I stand by what I've said, though. I, I really think that you deserve to be. She's look this is almost like one of those nineties romantic comedies that's gendered. And it's like, Hey, you deserve this. And he should treat you like a lady and all that stuff. Well, Logan, you deserve this. And she should treat you like a lady for a weekend (laughs) (laughs) and like, and just be treated nice. And like, and I understand that means that most likely yours doesn't mean you're going to get spoiled rotten or something like that, but you'd be a guest and maybe that would be nice. And Someone will be happy that you were there And you could just be treated nice And then maybe ask her on the way out What her last name is
0: (laughs) Is that awful But I So This all sounds so much Dirtier Than it actually is
1: Well it's just It's the the future And it's modern dating And it is something that I did not experience Um, But I have enough friends who have I have Certain prominent couples in my life who swear they met at other places, but 100% met on Tinder. Um, and I know that because they told me not because I'm making assumptions. Um, but publicly, that's not where they met. And and I think that, like people, there's a stigma. So when you say it, sure, maybe it sounds bad or sounds dirty, but that's really the stigma talking, not the reality. The reality is just, just sort of the way things can and and do work sometimes these days. So I don't think there's anything skeevy about it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily even that odd that you don't know her last name because also it's sort of a weird question to just generically ask. Right. Like, hey, what's your last name? That It's a good funny joke. Like if you decide to go about five minutes in, you could be like, hey, by the way, what's your last name? And then you all can have a good laugh about it and move on past it. Um, Unless she says Manson. In that case, run. Eh,
0: uh, Manson in Georgia. That's not really a thing. Uh, I don't think have I have to worry jokes, about you those. You do
1: not let me have any of my jokes tonight. And I resent you for it.
0: That's okay. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> so this is really weird. Because I don't know that i'm sure it's been brought up but i know i've like talked about it in other places about uh up in the air and like george clooney having this relationship with this person that was only just this one thing and yeah whatever you think of it like yeah the one thing was like hey we randomly run into each other in airports and we sleep together and we commiserate about our jobs or whatever then we both get on our flights and then we go our separate ways and if we see each other again we we see each other again if we don't then we don't and people in his life telling him oh no like you should absolutely take a chance on this and try to change what that relationship is and how much absolute like destitution it caused for him at the end of that movie i mean i guess he kind of gets back to uh Happier place, but like just he's shook, yeah. So, part of me is like, Well, then, like, don't ever even try to force this into anything other than like some person you just see occasionally. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, why not?
0: And the other part of me is like, This is weird, this is really weird, and like. It's, it's, you just is that a real not be part of you,
1: this. or is that your anxiety?
0: I mean, you don't think my anxiety is a real part of me?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my god! Let me. Okay, hold on. Let me. Let me dial back my my flowery speech so that I can be as literal as possible. Do you think your anxiety is overriding your logic, and that is your anxiety speaking
0: and controlling your decision making, and it not usually your logic? is. It usually is And stuff like this Like when it's Like at work I can be logical to the point that The people that sit next to me That just want to grouse about things And I throw whatever logic at them Get absolutely furious at me So I can be very logical But when it comes to stuff, stuff like this It's all anxiety driven Like doing or saying the wrong thing or just making the wrong decision or whatever. Yeah. You know? None of which involved like at no point in time was I like, well I might get killed. Not once. <laughs>
1: that's bizarre to me. That part. That's the one part I'm like, well, I would've known where I was going at one AM in the middle of Georgia. Well and I knew that was I didn't know well, already been me-
0: there earlier.
1: Well yeah. Sorry. I would have known more about where I was going at 1 a.m. in the middle of Georgia. And is it a nice place?
0: Um, yeah. I, I'm, so I'm also not 100% sure that that was her house. Oh, really? Yeah. How so? I, I didn't see any pictures. of. So I think she might have been house-sitting.
1: Uh, well, what about this weekend?
0: I don't know. I'll find out.
1: Cause you're going
0: to go I, probably
1: <laughs> all this talk, but I'm getting my way. <laughs>
0: um, and so I do think you're right. 100% right. It's really, really stupid to voluntarily walk into a situation that I know at the end of it, I'm not going to be happy. I'm just going to drive back to my apartment and be like, well, that didn't go the way I hoped.
1: Well, you know, you think you're not going to be happy. You don't know until it's happened. You don't know. She's not, is she mean?
0: No, I'm talking about the other situation, going oh. to the movies. Oh, okay. No, I, I know what's going to happen there. I could tell you beat for beat what's going to happen there. That's going to happen. I mean, we go to the movies. She, A, she probably wouldn't show up because she flakes uh-huh. a lot. Uh huh. So there's a 90% chance that I go into the movie uh, like 10 minutes before I get a text going like, hey, I don't feel good. I'm not coming. And so I'm sitting down to watch Pulp Fiction with some. Some people I do care about, friends, but work friends, and I'm already just pissed because that's not the way I wanted it to go. Yes. So that's that's 90%. The other 10% is she does show up. She watches the movie. She's like, uh, yeah, whatever. It was okay. I'm going home. And then goes home, and then I go home. So...
1: I mean, I think, you know, I mean, yeah, so I I hope that you go. Stella, I hope you go get your groove back. (laughs) If I send you a video, would you play it for her upon your arrival without pre-screening it? No. Damn it. It's (laughs) worth a shot.
0: But yeah, so I was on vacation last week.
1: You were. And
0: we talked about all this though. Did we? In person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Since we were talking about that whole love life thing, like, uh, went out with someone who you, <laughs> your wife said, What did she say? I don't
1: why know that don't, y'all are basically married.
0: <laughs> yeah, why don't you just marry that person? <laughs> Um, which I thought was really, really funny because it was somebody that I was pretty infatuated with for a long time.
1: And loves you, and you're one of her favorite people, and she's one of your favorite people, and she, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what you guys posted on Facebook. Y'all should have just gotten a room.
0: Yeah. She's, she's pretty great. Uh, I don't get to see her that much. Uh, so, yeah, there was that, too. And then I got a matching tattoo with another female.
1: <laughs> and I'm not allowed to call you a player
0: without a gigantic overreaction. Uh, she she has a boyfriend. I've known that, her for that, 25 that, years and I've known her boyfriend longer. So yeah, this,
1: that's like what this whole situation reminds me of when like one of my so uh, one of my coworkers is gay and will look at um, somebody and go, and, and with a small group of us And we'll look at someone also at our company and go He's gay And then another co-worker will go But he's married And he'll go, like that matters So to you I say, like that matters
0: <laughs> um, I mean, that's fair for most people To me it does matter So, Well, I'm not telling you what to do I'm just talking about
1: feelings here <laughs> Feelings aren't cheating You can control them Oh. Sometimes I love cake a lot, okay? And if, and if that's what it was, then I'd have cheated several times.
0: Mm, no. I just really want dessert. Me too, man. God, there's nothing out here. So,
1: so I'm in Memphis right now on business. Which and there's lots
0: Memphis of stuff in Memphis.
1: Well, here's the thing. So I'm, I'm in downtown Memphis, that's where this apartment I'm staying at. It's Godforsaken. I hate it. It smells outside. And the trash pickup started at 4:45 yesterday morning and ran all around my block until about 5:45. It was awful. I have not slept. I am so effing tired, which probably explains I do feel a little extra punch drunk on this podcast, and I apologize for that. Um, But if it made for (laughs) if it made for good entertainment, Marie and Jacob, who I have a feud with, um, then
0: I feel like Jacob is definitely going to judge me when he hears this. So
1: I got to listen to y'all. I'll come back to this. Remind me of the Jacob feud. Um, So my favorite restaurant in all of Memphis, if you had to guess what kind of food it is, what kind of food would you think it is in Memphis, Tennessee?
0: Sushi. God
1: damn it, Logan. (laughs) You're supposed to like barbecue or something because that's Memphis food.
0: So I'm I'm talking about you.
1: That's true. Okay, so yes, so there's this place called fam f-a-m plug for fam in memphis um fam space in memphis not fam in memphis um but they're uh it's a it's an asian family and they do uh hand rolled sushi which i guess you can't go really get sushi many other ways but they make all their sushi fresh in-house and they do noodles that they make in-house they have like ramen bowls but they make their own noodles and udon noodles and they do these rice bowls and there's just it's all so good it's all so fresh it's stupidly well priced right and i truly think at this point it is my favorite restaurant of all time i've had almost i've had something from every section of the menu and i've had like a significant portion of the menu at this point it's so freaking good i've been here since sunday evening and i've had it three times already it's tuesday um and i did not have it yesterday so do the math on that um so anyway, um, it's two blocks from me, so I can just walk to it now. And that's the best part of where I'm staying is that it is two blocks from me. So I can call it in, and literally by the time I walk to it, it's ready. And I pick it up and come back to the apartment, and it's still hot, if I got something that's hot. Anyway, the, the point of all this is, it's my favorite place. I keep going to it, but you know what they don't serve, Logan? They don't serve dessert. Yep. So I keep getting it, and then I get home, and I'm like, I have a sweet tooth, and I have no desserts. What the hell? And there's no place for me to, like, walk comfortably once I've gotten back to the house or the apartment to go get some dessert. So then I just, I'm here not eating
0: dessert. Yeah. I, I feel your pain. I'm at your house not eating dessert. I mean, that's my daily living. So. It's like, man. Katie and her stuff. <laughs> her healthy eating. <laughs> like, Spencer's got some Oreos somewhere. Where are they?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's only candy on the top of the fridge, which is all Ezra's. <laughs> Which she secretly keeps throwing bits and pieces of that shit away. So I, and I won't know it. And I'll be like, hey, do you want some of your gummy hamburgers? And then he I was like, woo. And then I go to look and they're not there. And then I have to explain to the crying child why there's no gummy, hamb- gummy hamburgers. <laughs> uh, married life. Hmm. So anyway, but it's more about parenting life. Because <laughs> that's not for me. I don't like the gummy stuff but I had been a disappointed child. Mm. Uh, you should have seen it. So on the FaceTime, because uh, that's what the interruption was that Logan will leave him. But I think I said that. But Katie's um, FaceTime, basically for Ezra to talk to me. And we sort of have to let him request it because if he's not in the right mood for it, he starts freaking out about like where I am. And he's upset that I'm not there and that sort of thing. So he asked to talk to me, which is really nice. Um, but he wanted me to show him the apartment. I meant different parts of it specifically. And he wanted me to show him the couch. so the couch. I wanted me to show him the bed and the closet. And then he asked to see my shower because he took a shower tonight instead of a bath. So I went in the bathroom to to show him the shower. And he goes, "How does it work, Daddy?" And I said, "Well, you turn the knob, and it's a little different than ours at home." And um, he said, "Can you show me?" So I was like, "Well, yeah, sure, fine, why not?" So I'm doing the shower. And so, like, I turn the water on, it goes out the, the faucet into the tub. And then you have to, like, pull the plug up just like a shower at our house. And so I go to pull it up. And as soon as I do, when the water comes up, I make this big, like, surprise face. And Ezra, like, lost his shit. He was laughing so hard. It's like the funniest thing I've ever done as a dad. It was awesome. <laughs> so, turning on a shower and mm. being surprised him is, um, And so um, it's just uh, like the highlight of of the day.
0: I'm not the highlight of the day. Fine. (laughs) Not even addressing that statement. (laughs) I thought you were going to say not even close. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you either. Yeah, remember (laughs) it.
1: If, if I lump that call and all the people on into one, you would definitely be number three because my dinner was really, really good.
0: <laughs> uh, I told um, you last last time we uh, recorded, I recorded. I was like, "Isn't it exhausting? Like, just like shut the fuck up, Logan." God, no, no. This is why awful. is everything a crisis? Because that's
1: how we think. I get it um no but yeah no you're number three but i'm sorry my dinner was really good this time so it's just how it's gonna work out until that dinner you would have been number two my lunch was only Mm so-so um i had a crisis of misbudgeting (laughs) today oh my god logan you should see me like internally you want to talk about a crisis i did my math wrong on my checkbook balance like right my checking account balance i've been trying to be proactive And thinking ahead, like an actual checkbook, not just looking at my balance online banking, which tells you where you're at today and doesn't account for, like, the bill that's coming out in three days, right?
0: Oh, is is that how you're supposed to do that? (laughs) That's how people did it before the debt was as bad as it is today. No, I just look at my bank account and go, I've got $200. When does the next thing come out of my bank account? Oh, okay, I'm good.
1: Yeah, but that's when I make a mistake because, oh, no, it comes out tonight, and I thought it was next week. So I've tried to be more proactive. But in doing so, I was almost over proactive. And so um, I, did, I, I didn't carry a decimal or something at some point. And I thought I was um, going to have to ask for money to uh, potentially get home on Friday <laughs> for about five minutes this lasted as I was redoing the math and realized – I had messed something up pretty terribly. Um, but, yeah, she just seemed to freak out in my head um, for about five minutes. when I was like, well, I'm going to have to ask somebody for money. I don't know who that's going to be. Katie's going to divorce me a week before her 30th birthday. But it all worked out. It's all good. I can get home very comfortably, and I can wait a whole other week for a paycheck very comfortably, just like I thought I was supposed to be able to.
0: But yeah, I get paid. I get paid on the opposite Friday of you, so. It would not have been an issue. I mean, it would have been Friday morning before I could give you the money, but you know. Well, I'll I'll keep that in mind if I ever need to borrow money. So, um, I mean, at least if I loan it to you, I know I'll get it back. If I keep it, I'm just gonna spend it, and I'm not ever getting it back. That's <laughs> so, I can be like
1: your savings account, except no interest. No
0: interest. Yeah.
1: As in no interest in paying you back. Um, <laughs>
0: That was good. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, financial Uh, humor is apparently the sweet spot for the two of us.
0: So, uh, the, uh, the, one of the people that I'm interested in or works next to me. And, uh, I had a job interview the other day and, uh, for a new position, uh, our position at work new to me, but not new. And, uh, so I was rather dressed up, and everybody that came in kept asking me why I was dressed up. And this, oh. this driver came in, and he's like, "Why are you dressed up? Are you going to a funeral?" <laughs> and she just said, "Yeah, funeral for his career." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed so hard I was crying. And this Did is Did your why mascara I, run? Yes. This is why I like this person so much, Which probably says a lot of bad stuff about me. <laughs> like, why would you like somebody that would say that?
1: Um oh my God, it is. It's a it's an abusive relationship. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Stay the hell away. Go to Georgia. Leave on that midnight train. I mean, I have a car. You understand what I'm saying, (laughs) you literal fuck. Uh, (laughs) Why do you do this to me?
0: Is it better if I tell you I do it to everybody? Or is it worse?
1: Why are you the way that you are, Toby?
0: I don't don't know. I really don't. (laughs) I ask myself that all the time. I blame your parents. That's what we're supposed to do, right? I mean, I guess. Uh, I've also been told several times in the last two weeks by yet another female that I really, really should be seeing a therapist.
1: Which female was this?
0: Um, somebody else I work with. Good
1: God. <laughs> There's just so many. Don't see a female therapist, though. See a male therapist.
0: Pro- yeah, it would probably be a bad idea if I saw a female therapist. It's called
1: transference. That's when yeah. you fall in love with your therapist.
0: Yeah, that would probably happen. You're Unless not allowed she
1: was to like- go see mine because she looks like, uh, what's her name from Gone Girl? The the one who's gone.
0: Uh, see, I didn't really like her. I thought you were going to say Vanessa Kirby. I was going to be like, I really need to see your therapist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to watch the Queen though, because Vanessa Kirby's on that.
0: That's what I've heard, and uh, I've seen pictures of her in it though, and I, I don't know that it like it's all those outfits. I'm like, eh, I don't really care about that. Like, I want to see her doing like awesome stuff. <laughs> oh, not well. you know walking around in twenty-seven layers of clothes.
1: She's got Spring. excellent bone structure.
0: Yeah, speaking properly. So
1: She's the wild child. She oh. wants to get married to the divorced man
0: oh. who's okay. older
1: and kind of funny looking. It would give you hope.
0: <laughs> Thanks. So I'm funny looking. I appreciate that. Uh, you
1: know, I do what I can. Yeah. Thank you. back your literalisms.
0: I guess that's why this relationship works Because it's also abusive
1: <laughs> Okay That's fair
0: <laughs> Oh man um,
1: So what else is going on um, uh, What do you want Did you watch Veronica Mars yet No I, I still haven't finished Stranger Things oh, I still haven't started Stranger Things
0: I'm four episodes in, and I'm like, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. i and I just keep getting, <laughs> I keep getting sidetracked by other things, Spencer. Women. I mean, it's hard Is to it been, pay attention when you're texting.
1: I was about to say, are you just sitting there on your phone texting like four different women every night, and me occasionally chiming in being an asshole, yes. like all night long? Is that what's happening?
0: Yes, and I'm honestly surprised that I have not texted the wrong thing to the wrong one.
1: Did I tell you about the time that happened with one of my coworkers? Yes. Oh, rough. Um, that'd be amazing. At least you're right. not like, at least I don't expect that you are, but at least you're not like a. Um, a picture sender like nope. not even not even saying dirty pictures just like any kind of pictures i don't picture you being like here's my
0: selfie eating some dinner
1: and sending it i don't know why i use that voice but that's what i would picture you <laughs> that's would have 14
0: year old girl that lives inside of me
1: <laughs> if you had turned into that person that's how you would now talk um but because of that like at least you can't accidentally send a picture to somebody and be like they like why did you send me that random picture and you're like um oh, because i wanted you to see my tie
0: yeah Uh, um, Several people apparently Did get upset The the two that I work with Specifically That I didn't take their advice On what to wear to the interview And I was like well Everybody kept telling me different things And I just went with what I felt the most comfortable with Which was actually what you said Uh, You were like no I like this one Um, And uh, Both of them we're like, how many people were you texting? I was like, why the fuck does that matter? <laughs> I just needed opinions.
1: So how'd the interview go in general? Uh, not great. Is that you talking or reality talking? Both. Re- in reality, why did it not go great? I know you, you told me the thing like you didn't have like a plan for what you do in the job.
0: Yeah, I just wasn't as prepared as I should have been, um, and but I mean it is what it is. I I took a shot. That was the point to take the shot. Absolutely. So I mean, uh, my my boss actually like got information back, and he was like, "You said this and this and this." He's like, "Why?" I was like, "I was completely honest, man. Like I'm not going to go in an interview and." I'm not going to sit down with anybody and lie about anything. I mean, there might be some stuff I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, we're not talking about that if it's personal or whatever. Like, but if you ask me, like, where do you think like any interview, like what are your biggest faults? Like I'm hundred percent honest. Oh God. And what did you say? I, it's just, it's all work stuff. Oh, okay. Like I know I, I, you do your the,
1: TPS reports two days late. Usually right. and
0: yeah. yeah. Crap like that. And, you know, it, it, of course, it got back to my boss. Like, well, Logan isn't doing this, the, you know, the way. It, but I was like, I was honest. So what did your boss say to that? It's like, OK, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you can be too honest. I was like, well, they don't like that. Then I OK. I don't care.
1: That is admirable and
0: like an unusual and good for you. Um, I I, just, I think it's ridiculous to go in and apply for something and present yourself as someone, you know, you're not like, Oh, here's all the things I know I can do. Like if I showed up and was like, I'm an Excel spreadsheet wizard. Then if somebody asked me to do that and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Like that's going to look terrible. I just would rather be like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. But guess what? I can learn how to do anything. Cause I'm not a fucking moron. Did so, you say
1: that in your interview? Not the fucking moron part, but did you say that you can learn
0: anything? Yeah. That there you go. And when, uh, there were five damn people in this interview, which was really intimidating. Yeah. I did not expect that. Um, and one of them asked me, are you ready? And I said, for the job? I thought I didn't know if he meant for the interview or what. He said, yeah, for the job. I said, yeah, 100%. Like, no hesitation. Yeah. So.
1: did that Was that looked upon negatively? Not that I know of. That's good. So I'm going to laugh so hard if you get the job. <laughs>
0: I'm not even sure that I want it. <laughs>
1: Um, Did you tell them that too?
0: No. Okay. Because they didn't ask? Well, in three years, like all the things I've been asked to do, which I've had the same job title for three years, but the job I do has changed significantly every like six months. Every time somebody asks me, Are you going to be okay with doing this? And I tell them the same thing every time I will do whatever you ask me to do. Like, I'm not telling you I'm going to be happy about it, but I will do whatever you ask me to do, and I'll do it the best way I know how. If I can't figure it out, or if I can't do it, I'll figure it out, or I'll get with somebody who will show me how to do it. I can learn how to do anything because I'm not an idiot, and I, you know, it might take me longer than some people, but I'm just not stupid, and I will keep working at something until I figure it out. I like puzzles, as frustrating as they can be. Which, by the way, I think you're missing a piece of your puzzle. So,
1: did you finish my puzzle?
0: I did not. Oh, okay.
1: Did but there's this. A
0: lot? There's this one piece I've been looking for. Just I was oh, like, I'm gonna do. Is this it the
1: one? Piece. Is it the piece with the brown?
0: Like it's um, like it's
1: like three ends in and an out, a rectangular piece. Uh,
0: no. Oh, it's there's, part of his. It's part of his arm.
1: Oh, okay. There's one piece that's like either in his arm or his elbow. That's like one piece that is definitely going to have like some cream. Oh no! It.
0: Yeah, that is it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's missing too. So it frustrates me.
0: It's been it's, I've been here for two days. It's pretty frustrating.
1: I I don't think it's up there. I think Ezra's done something with it, or it just wasn't in the box. Did I tell you the Ezra puzzle thing? No. So, that puzzle, so the puzzle we're speaking of is a thousand-piece puzzle, which is not that big of a deal. That's actually a pretty standard, like, adult puzzle count, right? Except they're tiny pieces. <laughs> I was about to tell you that, or the audience that. So think of, like, a dime if you're American, Jacob. I don't know what the size of money in, in the UK is, but, like the, like, the bud of an earbud on, like, a Apple headphones, like that little tiny circle, that's about how – Small these pieces are, so it is a thousand pieces, and about a quarter the size of a regular thousand-piece puzzle, because the sizes are about the quarter the size of a regular puzzle. Um, and it has been the hardest puzzle. It's Boba Fett. There's a lot of black. There's a lot of green. A lot of it goes together, um, and but the edge pieces. I did the edge pieces first, as one does, and then I was missing an edge piece, and I was like what the hell but I'd separated them into like all black all green all browns and stuff so I went well the last edge piece is definitely somewhere in that section of black stuff I'll just get to it eventually and I never could find it and I was sort of weeding it all down and they weren't all on the table like they are now they were in these little blue buckets basically um and then one day I come home, and all my puzzle pieces that had, I had started to organize next to the puzzle were strewn about, and there were puzzle pieces flipped upside down on top of the, the portion that was already built. And I was like, what the heck? Why did Katie let Ezra get all of my puzzle? What happened? Because he's pretty good about not doing it. And if he does it, it's always like, I'm going to be defiant, ha-ha. And so you can stop him. And um, and I was like, what in the world? And I didn't like punish him. I didn't get mad at him or anything because, you know, it's still a puzzle. I'm, I'm an adult. I understand that he's three and stuff's going to happen when I do a puzzle in the living room. And so for two days, I'm like cleaning up the mess that was made of the puzzle, trying to sort out the pieces and get everything back together. And I'm like annoyed as I do it each time. Like, God, I can't believe this happened. And then I finally get it organized. On the third day, I'm about to start trying to work on it some more that I'm organized. And I realize the missing edge piece is not only been found it has been connected and the puzzle is now all the edge pieces are done so i run into the bedroom because i think he was working i was like hey did you finish the puzzle and she goes no and i went holy shit i think ezra finished the puzzle like the edge pieces on the puzzle ezra straight up we asked him the next day he straight up that's what he did and apparently the day he made the mess he told Katie that he helped with the puzzle and she blew him off. <laughs> but the little little genius found the piece in the black box. It may have made a mess doing it, but then he fixed the edge pieces. That's pretty great. But then I think he walked off with that brown piece attached to his foot or something, and I'll never find it.
0: Yeah.
1: It happens. Well. I'm I'm gonna be so annoyed if that's <laughs> That's there, and it's
0: not anyway, it got like was it? washed in its clothes and it's all like disintegrated now and yeah one day I'll find
1: like a little fuzzy thing on the like the collar of my shirt and I'll pick it off and throw it in the trash and that will have been
0: the puzzle piece, but I'll never know yeah, uh, yeah. that sounds about right yeah, that's unfortunate. so I was going to find I was like, I'm gonna just find this one piece and put it and feel like, aha, put a piece of your puzzle together. I was like, this, this piece isn't here. I've tried all of these pieces; none of them fit. <laughs> so, it's um, it's I don't
1: know. I've loved doing it. I'm very sad that when I get done with it, it's not going to be totally done. Yeah. But then I'm going to do the Game of Thrones when you got me. I'm excited to do it.
0: You could probably take a picture and email it to uh, whoever created mm-hmm. the puzzle. They could probably send you a piece. That's a good idea.
1: You know Lego does that? Yeah. It's really nice. I've had to do it twice, actually. It's weird. In like two consecutive constructions I did, I had to get pieces sent. But it worked out. They sent them. And now I have my Last Jedi bomber ship and my Laura Dern Lego piece. Mini (laughs) thing. Pew, pew.
0: (sighs) Tired. i uh, just... Uh, it's being me.
1: It's 920 there. So, yeah. so when we hang up, what are you going to do? Are you going to text some friends? Probably. Had the dogs peed on the floor when you got home?
0: Nope. Didn't think so. Mm.
1: You'd think, that though, as old as they're getting, that they would not be able to do that like
0: that. But they can't. I was, yeah, I was even when you told me, like, no, that'd be fun, I was worried about it all day. I'm sure, because I know you, and I hate that. I still
1: don't, that's honestly, I know that's an inconvenience, but I also know you don't mind helping, so I, I don't ever get as bothered by the idea of you being there as I do by how much it mentally affects you if they do something assholey or, or worrisome, because I know how much you're going to think about it. And I'm like, you don't have to. It's fine.
0: Yeah, but, yeah when Namir got out, I was just like, it's raining. going to be cars driving around. Even though you live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's still cars driving up and down the street. She's going to get hit by a car. Because it's dark and raining. And they're not going to see her. And I, I see you, Arya. I'm on the phone. Um, <laughs> not Aria. It just wants me to pet her. You're um,
1: talking about us.
0: <laughs> and R, she's going to run up in the woods. And some rabid fox is going to attack her. And then... Like you and Katie are going to have to tell Ezra about how Nymeria left or whatever. I don't, I don't even know how you would have that conversation. And then, like, eventually Ezra will put two and two together and be like, Uncle Logan was watching the dogs and it's his nah, fault. When he's
1: like 15, he'll, <laughs> re- he'll remember that we lied to them and he'll only blame us.
0: So, yeah, I, I mean, the dog was out for 10 minutes and that is the, the, that is where I was at when I texted you and was like, "Well, my Maria got out." I mean, I was at the like, "Well, the dog's gonna die," so
1: your text to me too. I could read all of that into the tone of that
0: very simple text.
1: <laughs> I knew what you were really saying,
0: and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't. If I could help it, I would. And I know the answer to that, like. My other work friend would say is like, well, maybe you should go talk to a therapist.
1: <laughs> Do you guys have behavioral health benefits with your job?
0: Um, maybe I don't. I've honestly never looked into it. You should. So, I also, you know, I guess if a therapist, it would just be talking. It's the which one is it that prescribes medication?
1: A psychologist,
0: right? No, but talking
1: is is, talking. is very good. And it's a good first step to see if you need to go to a psychologist,
0: right? Which is the thing I would absolutely buck up against. Uh, I mean, unless I'm like in danger of hurting myself or someone else, I'm not really on the like, hey, let's take medication to alter your brain. So
1: yeah, I'm not I'm not against medication in general. But I do think take the steps and the step is talk to somebody first. Yeah, And let them escalate you up and also be comfortable with their decision because they can explain to you why that's necessary. And if you're uncomfortable, don't take the step. Ask another doctor. But you, personally, that's my disclaimer for others out there, our, our third mysterious listener who might need to hear this. Um, but then you, you should just talk to somebody. Like, so, my mom is bad
0: and I'm sad. Yeah, yeah I, I actually had some of that. That fear like uh reinstilled in me after a conversation with someone uh while I was on vacation, uh I caught up with a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen in forever. And one of those persons, uh, I hadn't seen in quite a while, and they told me about how they were misdiagnosed as bipolar, put on bipolar medication, and wound up in the hospital. So Oh wow. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they were like, the doctor said, ask me all these questions. I answered them honestly. And then he told me, it sounds to me like you might be bipolar. You should take this medication. And like wound up in the hospital and they had to, I mean, wing them off the medication. and, uh, And then another doctor comes in and goes, why were you taking this? Like, well, had a prescription. Why do you think you're bipolar? Well, that's what the doctor said. Well, we're going to bring somebody in. No, you're not bipolar. Just because you, you know, go shop, going, like, one of the questions was, like, when you go shopping and, like, frivolously spend money, does it make you feel happy or something like that? Like, yeah, but isn't that the fucking point? Doesn't that make everybody feel happy? Otherwise, why would you do it? Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's like saying, if you have sex, does, does it make you feel good? Like, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to. Otherwise, why the fuck would you do it? <laughs> Except to maybe have a kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This before the upcoming weekend. Uh, yeah,
0: we'll see. <laughs> You'll know how it goes by how little or how much I talk about it.
1: I don't know. I think I won't trust exactly what you say unless it's very detailed, a train wreck.
0: That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That, that's gotcha. <laughs> If it's not
1: a train wreck and you're vague, you know my imagination's going to go crazy and I'm going to
0: make jokes forever. And it, it might not be wrong. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not that... and never will be that guy. I'm
1: going to create... So... I'm going to create gifs from the movie Rushmore that don't exist just so that I can send them to you. Because <laughs> they don't exist. I've looked. If, if, the if best you... part about this joke, this ongoing Rushmore joke, is that I think you think it's more of a me joke. It's definitely just a
0: Rushmore joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh... But yeah, if it goes horribly wrong, I will absolutely talk about it. Because um, it's way easier to talk about those things than it ever is to talk about the things. It's like, no, yeah, actually, that was pretty good. Or actually, yeah, it was you know, like stuff I'm really not comfortable talking about. Because so, it turns out I'm kind of a prude. Are you? I mean... Kind of, and judgy at that. So, are you really? Apparently so.
1: Who told you? Someone told you that?
0: No, I kind of just learned it about myself, like with people telling me stuff and me going like, like in my mind, like just judging them so harshly, and then later going like, that that's like why or why? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it turns out I'm kind of a judgy asshole <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. I like it. I like learning this new Logan. I just, if if people start talking about it, I'm just like, don't tell me this stuff. Please don't tell me. If I don't like you, it doesn't matter. I already don't like you. But if I like you, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Because then I just judge you. So it's a good thing you're married, Spencer. (laughs) Why? Because if you weren't, if you were single running around like a lot of people that I know, Trying to tell me stuff, I we just couldn't be friends.
1: I wouldn't tell you. I never told people stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: I was very much a a closed book. Other than I'd be like, they'd be like, this is about as far as it would go. They would be like, wait a minute, you're with so and so, and I'd be like, uh huh, and that's about all I'd say. That's all you need to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no
1: matter no matter how true their imagination was. I just won the conversation. <laughs> so that's
0: all I did. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, my, my days, the wild days. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to tell these people that I'm not going to be there Saturday. I don't think I'm going to tell anyone. Tell them in- you went to see about a girl. Oh, my God. Goodwill hunting them. <laughs> no one, No one I work with will get that.
1: Because <laughs> they don't deserve you, Logan. Um, I bet. I bet the the woman with no last name will get it. I don't think so. She's the from. Only... She's from that region. She'll get it. It's like their Ten Commandments.
0: She watches a lot of horror movies.
1: That doesn't matter.
0: Uh, um, yeah, I think. I think I might just wait and then like. 30 minutes before, like text one of them and be like, Yeah, I'm not gonna make it. So and I'm not usually that guy, but
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. Just just make them all disappointed. You're the flake this weekend, cause you're getting your cuddle on. Sure. Like, this is what I picture your best version of this weekend. Y'all, Netflix and chill, except it's not the real version of Netflix and chill. You're actually it's chilling. It's the
0: literal version of Netflix, yes, Netflix and Yes, it's
1: Logan's chill. Netflix and chill. And you we're somehow... We're
0: actually going to finish Stranger Things. That's what we're going to do.
1: And she likes horror stuff, so there you go. And she's oh. probably already finished it, though. Yeah, yeah she has. Um, but then, somehow in that, you get her to give you a massage of your bleach blonde hair and that's that's your perfect you're you're chilling on the couch she's rubbing your bleach blonde hair and you get to watch netflix with her and that's the perfect weekend
0: did i tell you that that's what she does no that's what she does
1: massages Mm-hmm. are you serious mm-hmm. yeah. dude it's like it's like fate <laughs> i knew it i had a vision yeah did she have like a table and everything
0: uh I don't know I didn't see a table
1: I'm gonna make happy ending jokes (laughs) I just need you to know that it's gonna happen
0: okay oh
1: my god I'm trying to contain myself right now um no genuinely that's awesome because how relaxing is that weekend gonna potentially be
0: Uh, So you're talking to somebody who generally does not – I always say I don't like being touched. That's not it. I'm not usually comfortable with people touching me.
1: Professionals are good at that kind of thing, though. That's the key.
0: She's pretty good. Oh, you know. (laughs) I do know. Oh. Cheeky. I thought I I told you this. Cheeky. I don't remember this
1: if you told me. I'm delighted right now in a way as if I've just heard it. So if I if I remember later, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah,
0: she's pretty good. Well, okay. I, as someone who's never gotten a massage because the idea of a stranger touching them is I'm like no,
1: that's not happening. I may get be getting my first professional massage next weekend. Nice. Katie canceled the tubing because she is, as she said it. Tired AF. And she just wants... She wants a self-care day. So she's going to go get a manicure and a pedicure. She doesn't know all this yet. Um, A manicure and a pedicure. Maybe a facial. And then we're going to... Because she's always wanted me to go with her and get a couple's massage. Where they like... There's two tables and you like... I don't know. People do this. It freaks me out. But this is what she wants. And so... I'm a person who, when she touches my shoulders to rub them, I'm like a cat. And I'm like... <laughs>
0: yeah, good. that's usually the way I am. And so
1: mostly it's because I don't think anybody is actually good at that. They just think they are. Um, and so we'll see what happens. But a professional, so maybe it'll be good. And we'll find out.
0: Hmm?
1: Well, but, let me know uh, how
0: <laughs> I will. I will. So that's... Wait, is that this weekend? Weekend after. Her birthday okay, weekend. Yeah, yeah, okay. This so, weekend
1: we're trying to find childcare for Ezra for three and a half hours so we can go see the new Tarantino movie. Hmm. Well, Isn't that weird that's coming out? Yeah. And, like, there's no... Like, people are talking about it, but it's not the same as a normal Tarantino release.
0: Mm. I appreciate you not asking me. I, I mean, I think you're going to have plans. Yeah. But if you had asked me, there would have been yes. So
1: Oh is that like some sort of passive aggressive I appreciate you not asking me? No. Was it? No. Okay.
0: Because nice. I would I would say yes.
1: And then you'd cancel your plans?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would never let you do that. So. Katie would murder me if I did that.
0: <laughs> some so I uh, worked today when I I was like I, I said, I got to go at like 535 or 545, whatever. I was like, there are two dogs that didn't go pee this morning and I have to drive all the way out to Saudi. And uh, somebody was like, why are you driving to Saudi? I'm like watching my friend's dogs. They're like, aren't you allergic to dogs? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you know, but I'm okay. And it turned into this whole like five minute conversation of like, why are you doing this? I was like, well, the dogs don't really bother me. Like for whatever reason, I I don't know if I'm just Immune to their dander or whatever mm-hmm. Um but they don't bother me That much but uh Like I That's my friend who Like I owe so much To so if he asked me to watch his dogs The answer is yes <laughs> So I'm Like that's that just doesn't make any Sense I'm like well then you Just don't understand things so <laughs>
1: You have an old school code about you that people talk, people romanticize in movies and comic books, but you actually have it. We just
0: don't have a cool enough life for that to matter to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, the internet chick. I mean, that's what happened was we were texting and I said, I was going to get coffee and she said she wanted coffee and she was, an hour away from me, and I said, "I'll bring you coffee." And I drove to where she was and gave her a Starbucks, and then turned around and left. So, I and mean, she
1: was like, "I'm intrigued by this man who did not try to touch my butt."
0: Yep, pretty much.
1: Did she call you a gentleman at any point between one and six a.m.
0: next day? Mm, no. Okay, so she. It was a lot of like. I can't believe you did that. Like, and why did you just leave? I was like, I did what I said I was going to do. Because I generally do what I say I'm going to do.
1: And what did she say to that? I don't know if we got into this. What did she say to that?
0: Like, how did she respond?
1: Let me let me rephrase. How did she respond? Like, did she accept it? Or did she? was she, like, skeptical of it, do you think? No, she
0: was just like, that's just, like, nobody does stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not just anybody.
1: She's <laughs> so. recognizing that, too, and that's awesome. So she likes you for you, not because I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the lyrics to that stupid song. <laughs> I thought about it, but I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, it's a terrible song. You should. It is.
1: It's um, oh, but it's so timely of my time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that song. Go uh, Google it. It's Blessed Union of Souls. I think so. Yeah, yes, terrible song. Um.
1: I listened to that whole album one time based on that song just to be like, what was around this song.
0: So there's actually a really good cover of is it Revolution on that album, I think? I don't I don't remember, it's been so long. Um I Yeah, I think it's Revolution. I think it's on that album. I could be wrong. But uh yeah, The Beatles song Revolution. It's actually a pretty good mm-hmm. cover. But yeah, it's a terrible song. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I got nothing. So I'm obsessed with The Expanse. If I told you this lately, yeah, I watched six episodes of it last
0: night. (sighs) Six. I'm. So I'm. I'm contrarian, and it's been pointed out to me several times over the last few weeks that like I, I will intentionally take opposite points of view or whatever. Just, I think you were that way with television. (laughs) What do you mean? like there's so much stuff I'm like have you watched this have you watched this like nope (laughs) like what are you watching The Expanse who the hell is talking about The Expanse everyone's talking about The Expanse it's
1: critically acclaimed Amazon bought it from Sci-Fi when they tried to cancel it and people freaked out Juliet from Lost joined it and like it's got this great cast and it's everyone's talking about the book series is flying off the shelves because of the show being so good it's a huge thing Sure, I guess. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> I feels, I felt so behind having started it now and not two years ago. Mm. Contrary,
0: whatever. <laughs> There's so much stuff. There is legion.
1: I know, but still, there is so much stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: And it's really good science fiction. It's really, really good science fiction. It's smart. It's thoughtful. It's exciting. It's good.
0: I don't think this chick's like, uh, I don't think this chick likes sci-fi, so I will not be watching The Expanse this weekend.
1: I'm not trying to convince you to. I'm just saying that's what I'm into right now. Mm. Thomas Jane has the worst hair. It's amazing how bad his hair is.
0: He's in that. Yeah. Mm. I like Thomas Jane. Art from Orphan Black's in it for a little bit. I think I did know
1: that. And and um, the guy who played um, Arthur's stepdad on the new version of The Tick and the Doctor fr- or the scientist <laughs> from Lost. Yeah, I like him. He's also a recurring a recurring character actor in The Expanse and oh man, there's just so many people. This guy named Cuddy from The Wire, who was great in The Wire, he's like the main character. Jared Harris shows up like every three episodes, it's the most bizarre thing. (laughs) I literally I really thought like the first time he showed up, I was like, oh, he's going to die this episode, because he shows up in like episode four, randomly. And I'm like, oh, he'll just die. He's like the guest star, because every episode continues the narrative, but there's always like generically one plot line that seems to be more standalone. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he'll die this this episode. And sure as sure, shit he doesn't, and he literally shows up like every three to four episodes. He just shows up. I'm like, that's when his schedule cleared up for one of his other nine shows, and he came and did this for a day, and then went away, and he'll come back. Um, it's, just, it's so good. Such a good cast.
0: I, the, I mean, the, yeah. God. I don't have time for this.
1: <laughs> it's it's Lost meets Game of Thrones by way of no. Battlestar by way of Battlestar Galactica. It's so good.
0: You're killing me.
1: It's so good. I didn't even I thought it would not be that good. I watched it to spite my boss, who literally, you think you bother me about shows, he will walk past my desk eight times a day. Did you watch The Expanse yet? Did you watch the... And I'm like, I'm fucking working. No, I didn't watch The Expanse. Leave me alone. That's how much I've been pestered. And so I wanted to watch it so I could say I watched it and I'm done with that I didn't like it. And then last night I sat down and watched seven episodes of season two because I finished season one the night before because I watched five episodes that night.
0: Uh-uh. Mm. Damn it, man. I don't have time for this.
1: I'm not making you do anything.
0: No, but you're making me want to watch it. I want to be part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently, everybody's having but me.
1: It's out there. It's out there. Um, and Amazon saved it like real quick after Sci-Fi yeah, canceled. I,
0: it. I, re- I remember that. Because uh, I guess they had the... Uh, the streaming rights or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's on Prime.
0: Yeah, and so
1: or they were on Prime until it became a Prime show.
0: Right. So. So yeah, I'm, yeah and By
1: season two, they can like they can get away with a little bit more on the censors. I guess Sci-Fi was letting them do more, so you'll see some f bombs drop and they're not edited. Not that that's important, but it lends itself if it's trying to be this more like socially real kind of show. In space, it like it lends some more credence to some of the characters who occasionally swear and stuff. So it's it's not it's not muted sci-fi like some TV shows can be. Battlestar suffers from that a tiny bit. It's a great show, but like the whole like fracking and stuff. Yeah, that's and I like it because it becomes part of the culture of the show. But this isn't going for that kind of thing, and so instead of creating its own language, it's very much like what would have survived five hundred years from now and. I think the word fuck will still be said 500 years from now. So.
0: It's, it's my favorite word. And everybody at work long. knows it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that would be the hardest part of becoming like a, a boss to the point of like where my the people that work underneath me, I would be looking at them at the, in the face rather than talking to them over the phone. It's on the phone. I can like, Get off the call or mute it or whatever I'm just like fuck Or whatever um, But face to face It's going to be really difficult to not Just cause I say it so much <laughs> uh,
1: Well what will be will be You know that Yeah So anyway, now that I've sold you on The expansion, you've yet to convince me to watch a single show in the last three weeks.
0: I I don't know how to convince you to watch any of this stuff. Apparently you have to harass me on the hour every day. Jessica Jones was amazing. I know. And you still haven't watched season two. I know.
1: (sighs) I gotta watch season... I'm not... I think I'm... What am I up to next? I think Luke Cage season two. I think is what's next for me. So
0: he does show up in Jessica Jones, so you do have to see Luke Cage season two to understand what happens when he shows up. But I don't think you'd be completely lost if you didn't.
1: No, I know. I know. I know. I know. You should ask Katie to watch Luke Cage season two. (laughs) That'd make it easier.
0: I mean, she's not going to want to watch Luke Cage. I know.
1: Just like uh, your new girlfriend isn't going to want to watch The Expanse. Sometimes opposites attract.
0: I mean, she's not my girlfriend. so.
1: <laughs> I got you to say it.
0: That's that's. I think to even begin to qualify it as that term, you would have to know something other than like their first name. So this is not First grade <laughs> uh,
1: But yeah. it could be Anyway I got nothing else I'm exhausted
0: Yeah me too I'm tired I'm hoping so. I get some sleep Are you getting any sleep out there Um, I mean they woke me up at about 3.30 Last night To do sleep. what To stare at me
1: Ugh. They want to get up on the couch with you
0: um, yeah, I mean, I'm sleeping in the, the screening room there, so. Oh,
1: you're on, the, you're on the blue couch? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's way more comfortable to me. I wasn't okay. very comfortable on this couch, so I don't know why, I'd, like, I don't know, it's like the different, uh. Sections? Yeah, they're like, they're not the same consistency. Yeah. So, <laughs> I felt like awkward trying to sleep. Every time i move, I'd be like, eh, that's not right. So, I just went in there and slept and
1: we have the fluffy blankets on the the ladder in our bedroom and sometimes that helps so if you don't want to be back there you could try those tonight
0: but it's your last I, night. Know, I was i was fine back there and uh so yeah three thirty last night they both just came because i guess that door doesn't shut all the way it
1: does you have to push it and lift it
0: you'll and, oh, int-
1: okay. and then test it like kind of like push it It'll click, but it, you, it's not all the way click. And then you kind of lift it, and you'll hear it kind of go click one more time. All and right. then that means it's it's because the house settles in the summer differently. And our door will close better in the summer, and that door won't. And in the winter, that door will close, but our door won't. Your house is haunted.
0: It's it just settling.
1: It's settling. It's on a hill. It's not haunted. It is haunted. We didn't even talk
0: about that, but it's definitely haunted.
1: It's <laughs> so. not haunted. That's, I used the app on my phone. I turned on the TV. I did not mean to. It was this harmless mistake that gave
0: Logan the creeps. <laughs> to the po- I look in the history of our friendship, there's only been like I think a one hand where one or the other of us have actually called on the phone without any kind of like, "Hey, are you free? Can I call you?" Text. Oh text. yeah,
1: I definitely thought something terrible had happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm sitting here and the TV just turns itself on, which is weird. But I thought maybe like the dog had sat on the remote or something, or maybe it had been on and I just didn't know it. And like, you know how something will happen and it goes into that like standby mode. And like, maybe something kicked it out of standby mode. It updated or something. Who knows? I was like, Oh, the TV came on. That's weird. And then like, The whatever selector thing on the TV starts moving and clicking around like (laughs) somebody's looking for something. I'm like, okay, the remote for the fire stick is over there. Nobody's Mm -hmm. sitting on it. What the fuck is happening? And I like a good 15 seconds of me freaking out. And I'm like, I'm calling Spencer. Like, I don't I don't want to call him, but like, I'm about to have a full blown Freak out like I'm leaving your dogs. I'm really sorry, man, but I can't stay in this house. Um, and so I called him. <laughs> I was like, "So your TV just turned on and things started like clicking." You're like, "Yeah, that's that's my fault." It all came I, I, together <laughs>
1: immediately because here's the deal. So on the app, um, you have to connect to a Fire Stick. It says like connect. So I connected to the one on the list. My assumption was it only listed the ones that that were you were connected to on Wi-Fi or like were in near range or whatever, but that's not how it works. That saves them and any that are connected to an internet connection you can control through another internet connection, which is right. fucking freaky. Yep. I don't like that. But um, but either way, so I had one listed. I thought it was the one I'd plugged up in the apartment that I'm staying at in Memphis. Um, and I clicked it and this one, because I guess it had just been plugged in, happened to be blinking a little bit. So I thought it was blinking in reaction to me touching the button. So I'm just kind of like moving around, trying to get it to activate and connect to the TV, like show a signal on the TV and nothing's happening. And I'm getting frustrated. And as soon as you call me, I have this two second, three second moment where I'm like, something terrible has happened to Logan and or my house then you start talking and i'm like fuck i left my remote there and this isn't going to connect to this box because this box can't connect to this new wi-fi i'm such a dumbass and then i'm like oh logan's really freaked out let me talk about what's happened so he'll not be (laughs) as freaked out that's kind of how it happened there
0: i mean i've joked about it before but like i was it and it wasn't much it was like 15 30 seconds but I was pretty freaked out. It did not
1: take you long. I, I had not been playing with that remote very long, and then you called me. And so and it's, uh, it was a very brief incident, but I made a strong impression.
0: Yeah. So much so I have not turned the TV back on. Are
1: you serious?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Um, I've just been watching my uh, my Kindle. You're in the um, screening room. Use the screen. I, it's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> but it's huge. It is. It is. Oh, um, so uh, since you were talking about Tarantino's new movie, uh, did you see uh, Josh Larson's little headline? No. Uh, something about something to the effect of uh, if you're a Tarantino skeptic, there's something incredibly pleasing about a film of his that gets it right. So, there that you go. That gets
1: your skepticism right?
0: No, that gets it right. Nails no. it. Like, is a good movie? Yes.
1: Oh. Oh. So, huh. It's got to be better than The Hateful Eight. So, I still have never seen it. That's a movie I just didn't... I, I thought that it was very good in lots
0: of parts, and then he, I think, in my opinion, he shits the bed in the final act. I might watch it as a mini series as he re-edited it on Netflix and see what I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I may watch that eventually
0: when I get done with the expanse. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> so many other things. There's so no, no, there's so many things, and that the fact that I'm watching anything is impressive because I have a child.
0: That's true.
1: Thank yeah. you. I'm just not watching the things you want me to watch, Dictator. BDE Big Dictator Energy (laughs) have a better tomorrow everybody
0: (laughs) time to go out on top that's you on Saturday oh my god (laughs) that's her on Saturday